Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel, myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who is accompanied by the armies in heaven, clothed in white and writing, and riding on white horses. And so we are now in Revelation chapter 19, verse 14, and again, Uh, This is John beholding the physical second coming of Jesus. It reads, And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And so, Brother Daniel, we've got a couple different components here. We have the phrase army in heaven. Mm -hmm. And then we have the uh, description of how they were clothed. And Mm -hmm. then the quality of their clothing. Mm -hmm. And then that they were following him and their mode of transportation which was horses. I think that would be an accurate dissection of this verse. Yes. So who's this army, and what can we glean from knowing that they follow him ad- adorned in such manner and uh, mobilized in such manner? Well, you asked some really good question. Unfortunately, I can only give you a less than satisfactory answer because there are still mystery and enigma accompanying this uh, Revelation 19 verse 14. Number one, where does the horses come from, right? Yes. And these are white horses. And these are 10,000 upon 10,000 of uh, saints and angels, according to Jude. Jude talks about them returning in power and glory with Jesus, who is returning in power and glory. Jesus was not the only one on the white horse. And these people were riding all on the white horse. I've done a research, and there are... Uh, approximately 60 million, 58 to 60 million horses on the earth. The United States has almost 10 million horses in its uh, domesticated and wild population. And China is second and Russia follow closely behind. And so if we're talking about the army of heavens uh, in high number and they're all in white horses, I'm not sure uh, in the natural there's enough white horses to go around. <laughs> I don't think so. So these white horses is, uh, um, you know, if we do not want to take it metaphorically, which I'm inclining not to, uh, more more historical grammatical, then they are white color horses, but they might not be uh, horses as we think they are. The reason is because uh, we saw in the Old Testament, Second Kings chapter 2, we have Elijah who was taken to heaven from the earth by a chariot that was sent from heaven. There were horses. You know, I am not implying that there are actual horses in heaven, but there seems to be some horse-like creatures in the heavenly realm that will be coming along with the armies of heaven who is also clothed in white. And Revelation 19 verse 7 to 10, we have the bride of Christ being made ready. They're clothed with righteous linen, the righteous acts of the saints. And uh, I believe this army of heavens is a combination of angels and the bride of Christ that have been made ready. They are clothed. It's actually the whole wedding procession that would also be a warring clan. So, we as saints, both those who are dead in Christ and those who are alive, would be experiencing a resurrection of our body mm-hmm. and a rapture. We're being caught up. That's mm-hmm. what rapture means, being mm-hmm. caught up to the heavens mm-hmm. with the physically seen Lord Jesus Christ. And um, presumably, we're, there's arranged in some type of procession or arranged in 
I, I mean, it's going to be orderly, um, mm-hmm. but presumably with this verse that we gain the mobilization of being on a, a some form of supernatural but yet physical reality of a horse. Mm. Yeah, I... I'm inclining to go down that direction continually, but again, we are in the realm of speculation here. Yes. Because, uh, you know, that's just based on our limited knowledge. There's not enough white horses to go around. Correct. But what if there is enough and God has a way to summon them uh, to be ridden by his army of angelic uh, messenger and redeem of the Lord in resurrected body? So that's why I say I could not answer your question in a satisfactory way. But let's not concentrate on just the qualitative nature and the descriptive nature of the uh, armies that are coming along with him. Let's concentrate on Jesus. The whole point about this uh, description is that Jesus is not coming back alone. Mm -hmm. He's coming back with his bride and his angels. And he's being followed by... Yeah, it's the entire procession. So in order to identify the Jesus in the sky, we have to identify the Jesus in the sky that's, that's coming with the entire mm-hmm. procession of his armies and angels. And so if we are coming to... We, we are encountering Jesus, then we must also know that if we are still alive and we are changed, we are in that army. If we are mm-hmm. dead in Christ and receive our resurrection body, we are also in that army. Yes. For every believer who is right now reading this devotion and, and listening to this devotion, and they will be praying by themselves or with the saints uh, in a corporate prayer setting, we must understand we are part of that great cloud of witnesses, that great cloud of army that is coming on a white horse with the Lord on that day. We are not apart from that army. We are in that army. That's the most important point. And to identify with that, we have to look back to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 15, when Joshua saw the captain of the army of the Lord, and he has only one business to do, that is to lead in the conquest of the purposes of God, and whoever align themselves with him will be part of that army. And for those of us who have pledged allegiance to Jesus, we are part of that army. Yeah, so I think one thing we can gather from this, I mean, I'm thinking of John, the apostle in his elderly years on the Isle of Patmos, and he's beholding this scene, mm-hmm. which we he wrote down and we believe is a literal scene that he saw, of essentially Jesus leading the largest Calvary charge in all of human history. Well said. Yeah, I would not I would not have thought about it that way, but you said it so clearly. In that day and time in the military aspects, a large cavalry charge was the most thing to be feared with. Correct. And we have Jesus leading the charge uh, as we've seen in the previous chapter or previous verses. And but he's he's leading you we've used the word procession, but this verse is very specific that um, this is an army. Mm-hmm. And they are coming to confront, as we've already talked about in previous podcasts, the Antichrist and his kingdom and to restore justice and righteousness underneath the rule of Jesus Christ. Yes, it's an army, but it's also a wedding procession. So yes. we have a very exciting day called the Which, Day of the Lord where, where Jesus is returning as both the bridegroom and the king and the judge. Which a king... I would assume in that time, the army was probably a part of a wedding procession. 
Uh, well, yeah, in many cases, because, yeah, because the, he's the head of the military. An army is the grandeur than the strength of a king. And so even in a peacetime, I would imagine that um, the strength well, of a king... Well, in a royal sure. wedding, I suppose that will involve arm, the, yeah. uh, the army, yes. A military procession. Yeah, uh, probably a military procession. That's a really good point, yes. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of practical pastoral application and devotionally, as we come to the one who has a whole army behind him, we must know that we are part of that army and we must also ask the Lord uh, to use us to pull as many people out of the fire of hell mm-hmm. uh, by the power of the gospel in order to be part of that wedding procession and that army. And, and, and knowing that he's coming and he's not alone, uh, and there's multitude with him in heaven and on earth. We know that this is one of the high points of redemptive history. And and for those of us who feel isolated, alone, I know, and in our walk with the Lord, I may I just say to you, you are part of a great company of Amen. those that's destined to follow the Lamb, even right from the right from today, and until the day where He appears in the sky, where He's riding on a white horse, we will also be given a white horse to ride upon and to join Him in that procession and that army. Amen. So Jesus, we say thank you that you are the one followed by the army of heaven clothed in white linen, riding on white horses at your coming, that this is how you have chosen and a great procession of strength and might to reveal yourself to all the earth in your second coming. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, we say thank you that because you are the one who leads this army, we are those who by your salvation will be a part of that army through the resurrection and the rapture that we will experience of being caught up And so, Lord, today we ask that you would anoint us with boldness, Lord, in effective speaking of your word to speak to those who are lost around us, Lord, that we might gather with us many on that day, that we might look across from us and see those whom we have shared the word with and receive the reward of our work knowing that we were a part of the advancement of your gospel across the nations. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy